Hello everyone, this is Mrs. G's Storytime, and we are reading Treasures of the Snow by Patricia Sengen, with permission of Moody Publishing Company. And we are reading Chapter 24, Jesus' Love Makes All the Difference. A few hours later, Annette sat in a big wooden rocking chair, smiling at Lucien, who was sitting up in bed. He was still rather pale and tired, but otherwise well and happy. Tell me all about it, urged Annette, her eyes big with admiration and astonishment. Everyone says it was so brave of you. Tell me right from the beginning, Lucien, and what it was like on top of the mountain. It was nice to be called brave, and Lucien would have liked to make a good story of it, but somehow it all seemed very far away and difficult to talk about, almost as if it had been a dream. Well, he began, I went up to the old man first and asked him for some money. And then I got my skis on the way down and skied down the valley and climbed through the woods across the river. And then I went down the other side. Of course you did, interrupted Annette impatiently. Or you never you never had gotten there. But tell me about it properly, Lucian. What did you feel? Did you have any adventures? Were you frightened? Did you nearly die? What was it like on top on the top? Lucian was silent for a few moments. All afternoon he'd been wondering whether there would be a chance to tell Annette, but now the chance was here and he didn't know how to begin. Yes, he said at last rather slowly, I was very frightened a little way before the top. I nearly came back, Annette. Do you remember telling me how you used to hate me so much and how you asked Jesus into your heart and he made you like me instead? Yes, replied Annette eagerly. Of course I remember. Why, Lucian? Because, went, went on Lucian shyly, Something like that happened to me when I was feeling so frightened. I remembered those verses your grandmother taught us about perfect love driving out fear, and I asked Jesus to take mine away, and I stopped feeling so terribly afraid almost at once. Did you really, asked Annette, deeply interested? Then, then I suppose Jesus came into your heart as well as mine, and then your being afraid had to go away just like my hatred had to go away. I suppose it's all really the same, Lucian. Whether you're afraid or don't like people or whether you cheat or don't speak the truth or, or you are lazy or cross, whatever whatever's the matter with you, when Jesus comes in, I suppose there just isn't room for it anymore. Yes, agreed Lucian thoughtfully, and they sat and talked about it for quite some time. It was not until Annette was walking home across the snow that she fully realized that this was her last evening at home for a long time, and it suddenly made her feel very sad. She ran home quickly. Papa was still over in the cattle shed, but Grandmother was sitting sewing a button on Annette's clean pinafore dress. Their clothes neatly folded and mended and were tied in two bundles on the table all ready for morning. Danny lay fast asleep in the bed in the corner with all his kittens on top of him as a last treat. Grandmother cried Annette, and she ran straight into the old woman's arms and burst into tears. Grandmother let her cry for a little, and then she pulled up the stool, and Annette sat down and leaned against Grandmother's knees while the old won't lady talked. She talked about the home Annette was going to and the work she would have to do and how good it would be to see Danny made well. She talked so bravely that Annette never knew that deep down in her heart, Grandmother was saying to herself, What shall I do tomorrow night? And all the nights after when the stool at my feet is empty and there's no sleeping little boy in the bed in the corner. 
Then, because it was getting late and they must be up early, Annette fetched the old Bible down from the shelf, as she always did at the bedtime, and read aloud to Grandmother. We'll read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tonight, said Grandmother as Annette rested the big Bible on her knees. It's a chapter I'd like you to remember all the time you're away. Annette read it right through, and when she had finished, Grandmother said, The verse I want you to really remember is verse 4. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or conceited or proud. Now, said Grandmother, looking at Annette over her her glasses, You tell me you have asked Jesus into your heart, and he has come in and brought you his love with him. The kind of love we are reading about. You're going to look after children, and they won't always be good. When they are naughty and you feel cross and impatient with them, ask Jesus to help you. You are going to a big house, Annette, and you will see things that you will probably never have yourself. Sometimes you may feel jealous and unhappy about it. But remember, if your heart is full of love, there won't be any room for jealousy. You're going to be a little servant in a busy household. I don't expect you'll get much notice taken of you. But remember, the love of Jesus in you never pushes itself forward, never looks for attention. His love can make you go on doing your work quietly and faithfully, whether anyone notices you or not. Remember, He is your master, and you are working to please Him. I'll try to remember, Grandmother said Annette thoughtfully, and then she kissed her and ran across to the cow shed to spend the last half hour before bed with Papa. Early next morning, the whole family drove to the station in the mule cart and arrived half an hour too early because they were so afraid of missing the train. They stood on the platform among the cow churns waiting for Monsieur Javette, who soon joined them. Annette carried her luggage in a brown paper parcel, and her hand was clasped tightly in her father's. Danny, in his cloak and hood, seemed unusually shy and kept edging off behind the milk churns. He seemed nervous and didn't want to be hugged when he came to, came to say goodbye. The train was far down the valley before Annette understood why, and then she noticed strange movements under Danny's cloak, as if he was having hiccups. What is that under your cloak, Danny? she asked, gazing in astonishment at it. Danny went pink. It's only one, Annette, he replied nervously. One what? inquired, inquired Annette glancing worriedly at Monsieur Javette, but the doctor was reading a book and not listening. Just him, exclaimed Danny, and, and he undid a button. The face and whiskers of a white kitten appeared in a gap for a moment and then pulled back inside. Danny, cried Annette, horrified. You're a very, very naughty boy. You know Grandmother said you couldn't have kittens in the hospital. I don't know what we shall do with you. And Danny gazed thoughtfully out the window and said nothing. He couldn't think of a single excuse for his wickedness, but under his cloak he gave the little white kitten a secret squeeze. The white kitten curled its warm body against Danny and purred like a little steam engine, and neither of them felt the least bit sorry about it. Tomorrow we're reading Chapter 25, Getting Better. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.